Ladies and gentlemen, friends, folk of all ages, welcome to another episode of Shadow Running on Empty, where we do our darndest to give you some of that sweet, sweet sixth world knowledge uh, from firsthand accounts. Yep, standing by that. <laughs> and joining us on this adventure into the knowledge zone, as always, we have the immaculate Tyler. Tyler, how are you doing this evening? Greetings, Earthlings. It is me, Tyler, from the sixth world that we're all in. Anyway. <laughs> you weren't supposed to spoil it that early on. Ah, that was supposed shit, to be the reveal. Shit, 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 shit. I botched it. I botched it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> who, who's going to be telling us about their, their sixth world is our good old pal, Easy Mode. Sorry, my Cossack accent kicked out for a second, but uh, Easy, how's it going? Yeah, it's going great. Thanks for that dismount. It was it was expertly put together there. Absolutely. Flawless execution. Truly. Well, tonight we have a juicy, delicious topic in store for everybody. We've been talking about them back and forth, on and off. They've crossed our path on some of these lore podcasts. So I figured, why not just throw them right out so that everybody can learn as much as they could possibly want about them. And of course, we're talking about none other than the Sheetum Spirits. Dun, dun, dun. Where do they start? Where do they come from? Where do they go? Where do they dance? I Yep, sure. Yep, sure. Yep, waiting. <laughs> and I don't know that it paid off, but you know what, man? Fair. I'll we're, here. We'll we're, get, here. We're, we're here. We're here. We're it's too late. We've already started. All right, it's already in. So recording light is on. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't actually see uh these nasty little spirits until the 2060s. They're completely unheard of until the rift opens from the explosion of Dunkelzon's limousine. And all these crazy entities come pouring out. And one of them are these nasty little spirits called Sheetum. And they have the lovely little habit of wanting to infect, well, possess dead bodies and use them to walk around. So they use them as shells. So we have this huge zombie scare that sweeps the world in the early 2060s where the dead start rising and no one has an answer as to why it's happening. When, when Cheatham's possess dead bodies, do they have like any type of like memory retention thing to that? Like, do they remember things that the body remembered or is it like full on just, just husk with Cheatham in it now? It honestly depends on how long the body is dead and how fresh it is. Mm, okay. So the more fresh, the mm -hmm. more possible memory retention there is. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be able to use their skills. Mm, okay, gotcha. So like if they were to take over the body of a dead mage, that doesn't necessarily mean that they would be able to cast magic. Correct. But they would. But if it was a mage who just died, they would have all of the memories and information that the mage had when they right. were alive. But whether they'd be able to do anything with that is not really known when they well, first arrive. Right, but I mean, <clears throat> I guess I just mean more like the personality aspect of it, I think, would be like the most terrifying part of Sheetums. 
is the well, fact that they can just take over the dead body of somebody and be like, I'm alive again now. Mm-hmm. And the first few that appear are more of the, like the mindless, just kind of animalistic ones. Okay. I, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but is there a visual indicator other than the person who was dead being alive? Like, uh, do they have like this, like they have weird eyes or they smell weird? It's no. in the astral, right? Can't you tell you if can you only look tell it in the, in the astral? astral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I we, we talked about that when we talked about the possible Shedom dude from the Middle East, right? That's, yeah. That's possessed, but maybe not, but maybe. But yes, but no. But yes, but no. Uh, y- yes, the you only can recognize if somebody is possessed by a Shedom. One, if you knew they should be dead and they are alive, and two, if you <laughs> look at sense. them in the astral. Oh, that's actually that's actually a good question as well. If they possess somebody that died, like say somebody gets shot in the head, mm-hmm. and then if they possess the body, does it heal the body, or or do they still have a fucking like big bullet wound sticking out of their forehead? They still have a giant bullet wound in their forehead. Thick. <gasps> okay. Well, Love that would that. probably be a pretty good indicator that somebody is a sheetum. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. <laughs> well, when the cemeteries started emptying in the the early to mid 2060s, people had lots of questions. Listen, I've always supported that all cemeteries should entomb with concrete. All right. It prevents us from having to worry about zombies. And it sounds like it would prevent us against Sheetums as well. Thank you, Mayor West. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying <laughs> it was a great idea. Taxpayers, money, hard at work, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think of all the jobs of concrete corporators that would create. Uh, all right, heavy industry. Come on. Um, eventually, the Sheetum must have gotten tired of getting ejected from shattered corpses because they get smarter and they stop hanging around graveyards as they become more acclimated to our plane of existence. So, with that. I do feel like that would be a pretty good introductory segue here. So easy. Where do Sheetums come from? The Sheetum come from some outer metaplane. Nobody knows exactly where from. Just an unlisted, unknown metaplane that they poured in from. No one's been able to find it. It's also That's... like a relatively new phenomenon considering it occurred with the Dunkelzon mm-hmm. assassination. If you take it up to current time, it's only been 20 years. So, is it possible that the Sheetums are from the same plane that the dark evil spirit guys are also from? That's been theorized, but again, there's no way to prove it for sure. Right. For everything that we've accomplished in the Sixth World so far, interdimensional travel is still uh, not quite a yeah. thing. Yeah, not quite. I mean, remember, Wu Jing is playing around with it, but they haven't mastered it. So is MCT. Right, right. Both, both of them are playing around with it, but have not mastered it. So with these uh, Sheetum spirits just kind of taking over corpses, hanging around morgues, uh, jumping into mages' bodies when they astrally project... <laughs> Um, people just think that they're these annoying spirits that are inhabiting the dead and they have no kind of, uh, higher thought process, you know, 
They just think of them as uh, pests. Right. Well, that changes in good old 2064. Uh, everything changed in 2064. <laughs> A lot of things changed after Haley's Comet. So in 2064, we have good old Badar al-Din ibn Isa, the leader of the Islamic Unity Movement. Yeah, that was the guy I was talking about earlier. Yeah, and declarer of the new Islamic Jihad. Right. He is found out to be what's called a master Shidam. Now, remember, most people were equating these to like feral spirits and just right. mindless things. But the presence of the master Shidam now meant that there was some driving force behind them because the master Shidam showed intelligence. What do you think the master Shidam's favorite song is? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Puppet Master. <laughs> master, okay. master of Puppets? Master of Puppets, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I like to think of the Pinocchio song. There are oh, no I've strings got no on strings. Me. Yeah, got no <laughs> strings. That's fair. Yeah. That's also fair. They're really into show tunes. I like to imagine that it's Purple Rain because everybody likes Prince. So I just. That's why they're so hard to figure out, you know? That's, like, you know? They blend in so well. They just, they've adapted. Ah, uh, oh, yes, geez. human. I mean, fellow human. I am also into purple rain. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Master Sheetum are ones that when they inhabit the body, they're the ones that will retain the memories and the abilities. Oh, so Joe Snow them... can't acquire all these abilities. Right, but gotcha. Master Sheetum can, which makes them that much more devastating. They're also much harder to root out and discover because of their uh, enhanced masking abilities it makes them very hard to notice in the astral. Now, when you say it, does, does it shield them completely or it makes it so that you can't tell you're looking at a Sheetum? Uh, it makes it so you can't tell that you're initially looking at a Sheetum. You have to really concentrate or know what you're looking for. By 2064, the most prolific master Sheetum is the one that is leading the Islamic unity movement. But these aren't the only ones that are in play. There was also an action by a man named Evan Cochran that infiltrated Sheetum into the UCOS DSA as operatives that were called Shades. And that is a special like black site division of the UCOS military. So they are uh, bringing Master Sheetum and training them to be like special forces. I mean, who would win in a fight between the zombie Sheetum commandos and the blood jaguars? That's the real question. Go blood jaguars. I don't know. Zombie Sheetum commandos. Just because as you destroy the body that the Sheetum inhabits, they just keep coming as long as they can yeah and then if they kill one of the blood jaguars then a Sheetum could just take over the body of the blood jaguar and then now that's exactly. more bodies back for their force so i don't know man Sheetum commandos is kind of fucking terrifying <laughs> uh funny that you should mention that because we'll talk about an instance here where that actually happened Lovely. and it worked out exactly as intended and there were no negative ramifications or side mm. effects right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah as is want to happen in the sixth world. <laughs> and everything was okay. Yep. But up, up. <laughs> Shadow run. Yeah. So uh, towards the end of the 2060s, the growth of uh, Sheetum spirits entering into our metaplane was 
dropped sharply. And that is by in part, thanks to Ghostwalker coming back and sealing the Watergate rift. Good old Ghostwalker, man. Primarily using to come through. That, that Ghostwalker doesn't get enough credit, I'm saying. So right now, no, they're suspected that no new Sheetums are coming through. However, the master Sheetums that have already uh, made their way across into our metaplane could be plotting to reopen a rift somewhere to allow more Sheetum. Now, if they're unable to, what does it take to like get rid of a Sheetum? Oh, you can just banish them. Like banishing oh, okay. spells so... still work because okay. they are spirits. Okay. It's just the master sheetum are a little bit more resistant and they have they're usually surrounded by regular sheetum inhabited people uh-huh. that, that they'll use to throw at you before you can get to them. So lots of banishings is uh the, is the name answer. Of, name of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um do do banishings have a downside if it were to happen to like a normal person? Uh, nothing would happen. So would it be feasible for just, I don't know, just you're trying, you're trying to stay on top of it, you know, like nowadays in our, our, uh, post, uh, pandemic sort of world where everyone's like getting like thermometer. Can you just mm-hmm. be like banish spell on this guy? Thank you for coming to Walmart. Like <laughs> you can't, <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess you could, uh, that's also the job of what wards are supposed to do sort of where, if you're warding an area, spirits can't pass through the ward without trying to attack or destroy the ward, which right. would then alert the mage that put it up. Right. And so, that's how you would know that somebody's possibly mm-hmm. sheet them, trying to sheet them in the building. <laughs> well, once they learned about sheet them, a lot of morgues in hospitals actually started warding their morgues specifically. Smart. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. Also, do- <clears throat> I mean... We kind of learned this from the end of the auto story and sinless, but isn't Spoilers. like isn't doing a banishment spell like very intensive as well? Like uh, it can it can be depending depending on, on the strength of the spirit that you're trying to banish. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. So I it would be more like somebody would want to walk into mega walmart and you would cast the banishment spell on them and then you would have to wait 20 minutes before you could have the next person walk in because you have to re-prepare the spell <laughs> to get everything in so it becomes a whole ordeal it's not yeah. very cost effective yeah and tyler you remember how people reacted when you just asked them politely to wear a mask in public right so like i don't know man i just you know if society's taught us anything i don't know if the 20 minute wait to get into ultra walmart is gonna go over well <laughs> But but Ultra Walmart has guns. They sure do, brother. And you know what? You shoot them Sheetums. They just maybe you'll die. I don't, I don't D- know. We haven't tested bullets enough on them. That's true. Can, yeah. <laughs> can you just Someone shoot get on that? Just shoot the Sheetums out of them, you know? No, I mean shoot you can destroy you can destroy their shell enough to where they'll discard it because it's useless, but that's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Let's talk Sheetum hotspots. Where do they Local like Sheetums in your out? area. Yeah. Hot Sh- Sheetums in your area. Sheetum and out. looking to mingle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Master Sheetum's looking to puppet you. Good. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, my. 
Uh, so the first stop on our list is good old New Orleans. Yeah, that makes sense. New Orleans has always had a powerful mystical connection, but uh, it's a hot spot for Sheetham because one, New Orleans sits below sea level, sure which does. means that all of their graveyards are above are ground. Above ground, <laughs> they sure are. So it's much easier to inhabit a new body should you need to discard the one that you're in. This is fine. And it's very hard to, or it's very unlikely that someone would go in and ward every mausoleum. It's 20 years, you know, just prepare. Man. But what about, but what about Nick Cage's pyramid tomb? Is that still safe? Come on, easy. Is it still safe? Is it still safe? Only if it's warded. God damn it. I feel like, Nick Cage is the kind of guy who would want to ward his. He would. Tomb. He would probably have a ward on the tomb. I mean, that's where he keeps the Declaration of Independence. So you got to keep Absolutely. it safe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it makes mm-hmm. sense. No questions. Makes perfect. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Truly. Math checks out. Math does check out. So that's why that's the main reason that New Orleans is a hot spot for Sheetham is getting a new body is extremely easy. Makes sense. From New Orleans, we take a lovely jaunt on over to Los Angeles. I was kind of hoping that you were going to be like Vermont, the second hotspot <laughs> of Sheetum activity. <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, hey, man. A lot of lakes out there. A yeah. lot of places for like to vibe out. Bodies to be done. I don't know. You know what? I lost the thread on the lake. <laughs> thing, to be honest, I thought I had something. So uh, not a lot of mafia in Minnesota, so not a lot of need for ten thousand lakes to get rid of bodies. I guess. You're telling me the line Minnesota mafia is open. Uh, It is. It absolutely is. It's free for the taking. BRB. Yeah, if you can get Brock Lesnar on board, you guys start the Minnesota mafia. Uh, Be a pretty good stable. I'd like it. I'd support it. Wow. (laughs) He'd do it. Come on, he's ready to join any team. You just got to have you enough know. zeros on the back of that paycheck. <laughs> Brock Lesnar will do anything, baby. True. I mean, you're in the mafia. You got to have somebody break somebody's kneecaps. Oh He'll suplex God. your kneecaps. <laughs> just your kneecaps. It's just your worse. kneecaps. It's impressive. It's impressive. It's terrifying. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I forgot what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in L.A. Can we go right. back to Vermont? What if Vermont is? What if we just don't know? You can't tell me it's not. Uh, let me look at my list really quick. Hell yeah. I swear, dude, if Vermont, come on. Come on, baby. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed for Vermont. Nope. No Vermont. Damn it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so disappointing. Uh, so LA is a hot spot because it was rocked with earthquakes in 2069 and they devastated several areas so badly that no one went to clean up the mess and unfortunately that mess includes thousands of dead bodies and this was after they were aware of the the threat that was sheetam well yes the quakes happened in 2069 and she starts showing up in 2061 so they were aware of what would happen, I suppose. Well, not probably not fully, but there's nothing that they could do about it. It was devastating. And to go in for that kind of cleanup, there's there's no FEMA, really, because you're in L.A., which is part of Cal Free State. It's not connected to the UCOS anymore. They're left to their own devices. 
Oh, you can only do so much, you know. Cal- California, as we know, does not care about California infrastructure. So, oh god, yeah, that's that's uh, topical right now. Everyone's catching strays today, dude. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> no one is so, safe. So, with that massive body, that means that except Vermont, Vermont's the only one Vermont. that's safe, apparently. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, right what's here. up? I, I uh-huh. bet there. I bet there are a bunch of Sasquatches in Vermont. There probably are. Well, also, wouldn't Vermont be part of uh, the uh, Jesus? Why do I always forget UCOS? the name of it? Yeah, it'd be part of the UCOS. It's part of the UCOS. I thought it mm-hmm. was part of the the COS. The no, the the Native Nations. Yes. Why can I not think the Nan? The no, Nan. No. I the thought Nan. that, that one, I thought it was part of the nope. Nan. Nope. the the Nan territories stop um, about uh, when you reach the Midwest. Okay, so it's more like upper Pacific into mm-hmm. central mm-hmm. Pacific area. Yes. Type. Okay, okay. I don't know why for some reason I thought it was just like the entire top half of the United States was the NAN at this point. Yeah. No, you have to think it's that's mostly because most of the eastern tribes were wiped out. Mm. Like there are no survivors by the time the sixth world rolls around. Right, okay, that... That makes sense. Okay. There's no one there to claim their traditions. So right, yeah, it is mostly Pacific to Central United mm-hmm. States. So that yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that makes sense. So the large mass of bodies in LA after the earthquakes allows for large nests of sheetum to rise around LA. Not great. Collapsed buildings left thousands of people dead. Some of them were crushed. Some starved or dehydrated while trapped. And groups of Sheetum found these bodies, inhabited them, and then dug their way out. Wow. If Sheetum can do it, you know. I like to imagine, can... like, how many of them then also went on to just become, like, extras for movies. Because, <laughs> like, if you're a Sheetum, you, you just have to stand in the background, right? So, like, they could mm-hmm. totally just be extras. <laughs> So, like sixty percent of the extras portion of SAG after at this point are just Cheatham possessed <laughs> corpses. <laughs> They're like, look, they they work below union scale. I don't know what you want me to say. What are we gonna do? Not hire them? You don't even have to pay them. It's great. <laughs> they just like to be there. <laughs> They're just happy to be on screen. Yeah, you get a two for one with stuntmen if you get a stuntman oh, and then they die and then you get a sheet of stuntman. And then, and then you put a sheet of it and you're like, uh-huh. all right, take two. Do it again. Try not to die this time. Or you. I don't know. You're a sheet of already. Uh, <laughs> I guess you do you, huh? So I don't know what to uh, tell you. Do whatever. Just don't report it to the union. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the, the big reason that you don't see that is the way sheet of spirits act when they're inhabiting a corpse if a sheetum goes after a live person when they touch you they're basically draining your soul ah so it is hollywood and that's 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 what they feed on so huh. all the Sheetums are producers, is what I'm hearing. God, uh, <laughs> they're yes. not there. Everyone get down. <laughs> Jeez, shots fired everywhere tonight. Uh, the crazy thing about welcome them... to Shadow Running on Sassy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Three finger snaps. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. So with them digging their ways, their way out of these destroyed buildings, they would then start gathering, and they'd pick some of these places where they'd crawl out of 
and they would build several entries and exits, which would, they would then fill with traps and collapsing points. So even if they were to be bombed out, they just hold up down in there and dig themselves back out. That, okay, I'm curious. So have we discussed, like, if a sheetum's in your body, mm-hmm. will you ever, like, will the body ever rot? Or yes, will it, it will. Ever... Okay, it okay. still succumbs to the elements. And can you starve? They don't. They don't eat regular food. I mean, they have okay. some regenerative ability to prevent like super decomposition. But if they find a body that's already succumbed they'll, to some some rot, they'll inhabit uh-huh. it and it'll stop it at that point. But they'll maintain, but they mm-hmm. won't prevent. Yes, gotcha. Okay, because yeah, Sheetums like don't eat right like food. No, just, yeah, they, they just, don't just, need to eat. They don't need to sleep. Just essence. They mm-hmm. thrive off of your we essence. We require more essence. Give us your souls. <laughs> They're basically you know, Shang Tsung. Your, your Sheetum soul is mine. <laughs> I mean, don't don't make me a Sheetum fan. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sheetum Sung. Yeah, there's yeah. I was like, there's no, there's nothing in the rules that say that we can't have a master Sheetum named Sheetum Sung. <laughs> I'm back in. <laughs> so, and, um... and every year he throws a martial arts tournament in order to get <laughs> the combatants to die so he can possess the dead bodies with shields, yeah, thus see? making an Wait army a of the Shen greatest Sung fighters in clearly, the world clearly that are possessed spirits under his control. Guys, this I'm sounds just... like the most logical. Guys, like, is, Ed, is Ed Boone just a just a Shadowrun fan? Is that is this what is we're Ed Boone is Sheetum? Is Ed this Boone is Sheetum? Oh. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> is Ed Shit. <laughs> These are the important questions, guys. Truly, truly. Um, there are also in LA people that died in the floods that happened from the earthquakes as well. And of course, were then ravaged by nature, but are also an easy source of bodies for the Sheetum. And once in the bodies, it doesn't matter to the Sheetum how long they sit in the water because they have the regenerative ability. So this has allowed them to create collections of small underwater bases. Cool. Sick. These bases are deep enough that metahumans can only reach them with diving gear. Guys, I'm back in on on Sheetums or in Minnesota. Let's go. <laughs> and most bases 10, are filled. 10,000 lakes, baby. That's a lot of Sheetums. <laughs> and most bases are filled with water, with the exception of just a few pockets of air. And since they don't need a light source, it's pitch black, murky water. So just imagine the nightmare of swimming around in this cold, dark, murky water, and you just happen to bump into a corpse. Is it infected by a sheetum? You have no idea. And then the corpse bumps back into you. Mm, that's true. Easy if you if you ever put us in a scenario where we're going after an underwater sheetum hive in Sinless, I'm fucking out. I just want you to know that right now. I I'm, I'm, I'm out. What? That's where I draw the line. <laughs> a sheetum hive underwater. If, if you make yeah. us go after an underwater sheetum hive, I'm out. That's it. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> uh, fair enough. We already did the underwater base of bug spirits, all right? I don't want to do underwater sheetums, too. <laughs> uh, I do have a slight correction for myself. Um, my okay. mistake. L.A. is not technically part of Cal Free State. It's technically in the Pueblo Corporate Council. 
Uh, because NorCal is the mm-hmm. the free state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's fine. You know what? I'll let it slide. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I just had to make that small correction. That's fair. Everybody gets one. Okay, okay. Uh, our next hot spot. Except, that... except for Tyler. He's on like nine. And I think I'm at like six. Nope. So. <laughs> Uh, our I'm next... trying to go for 11 this year. <laughs> <laughs> our next hotspot takes us to the Sioux Nation. We are in the Nan, in a place called Flat Willow. Here is your story. Where where would this be in relation to, like, modern U.S.? Um, let me... I draw the line in doing geography on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm shit, out. my bad. All right, my bad. <laughs> Don't tell Tyler, just tell me. La, 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 la. Uh, looks like Montana. Okay. So, yes, it is a former town in Montana, now in the the Nan in the Sioux Nation. This is the story where, well, I'll I'll get into it. It's like I mentioned before, where you made the the comment about the blood jaguars would just get taken over by the Sheetum, and then they'd have, you know, the the super soldiers on their side. This is kind of what happened here. It's a small Montana town uh-huh. where the inhabitants completely died out during the relocation years. And the relocation years were when they were moving um, the Native Americans. 2000 teens after the whole incident with taking over a missile base. Remember the relocation camps? Uh-huh. So in the late 50s, a go gang takes over the town and the abandoned buildings and uses them as a headquarters until 2062 where a batch of Sheetum took over the local cemetery, dug their way up, and proceeded to take over the town for themselves, killing the Go Gang in the process. Fun. Uh, Since that point, the town grew as a gathering place and stopover point for any Sheetum in the region. Local Sheetum in your area. As well as a central hub for their efforts to draw power from Yellowstone. What's the deal with Yellowstone? Uh, Yellowstone has become a magically active site. I believe there's a ley line that goes through Yellowstone. And um, the Sheetum believe that if they siphon enough power off, they could possibly reopen a rift. Neat. Cool. So I know what you must be thinking, since this is happening in the Nan, why don't the wildcats go in and just sweep them off the land? Mm-hmm. And for those not in the know, the wildcats are the special forces of the Nan forces. Mm-hmm. In 2074, the Sioux Nation sent in a team of wildcats and two dozen other members of the Sioux military to stop the Sheetum at Flat Willow. By the end of the assault, the town was on fire. The Wildcats had managed to push the Sheetum back into a nearby mine and then ordered that mine blasted shut. Oh no. Everybody went home thinking job well done. A month, one month later, the town was rebuilt and the mine had been dug back open from the inside because the Sheetum had stored extra bodies in the mine. Uh-huh. The townspeople called in uh, the Wildcats again 
and over the next several months, but the wildcats were overwhelmed because whenever a wildcat fell, a sheetum took over that body. Yeah, that checks out. So you're just giving armor and ammunition to the other side for free. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So yes, in a Sheetum versus any kind of special forces unit with enough Sheetum around, they win. Yeah, the Sheetum man he can't. If you can't beat him, you've got no yeah. choice but to join him. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> there is no choice. You will join. Yep. Well, now we're going to leave the Nan and Yukos, and we're going to leave North America. We're going to head on over to Asia. And we are now in the Siberian outback known as the Yakut. Or the Yak- Yakut? It's hard to pronounce. Uh-huh. But this land is full of magical creatures. Uh-oh. The nation has become a mecca for many Shedom on the Asian continent. And because it's primarily inhabited by paracritters and powerful shamans, it makes it an easy place to hide. Also, it's it's Siberia. So, mm. yeah, so the Siberian wilderness. Here, the Shedom are working in small groups all over the nation because they can survive in the harsh environment without it really phasing them. The cold has no effect on them. They are trying to get to some of the magical power sites that are located in the Siberian region, especially around a region called Tunguska. Hey, I know that. And anyone with a little understanding of the history of magic will know that the location has a powerful event in its past, and there are some major major magical power sites, possibly ley lines and everything that flow through this area. And so, of course, the Shedom are attracted to these because they're trying to find ways to open rifts to allow more of their kind back into our realm. But since it's such a abundant area of magic, they can't get a foothold without being driven off, which is good because we don't want them digging Have all the themselves power. in. Yeah. The next hot spot for Sheetum is um, not hot at all, but very cold. Here we go to Antarctica. And this is not a place that you would think that you would find Sheetum because it's so barren. It sounds like to me, the more inhospitable, the better. Because they can hide easier. Right. It's just Antarctica is kind of a giant sheet of lifeless ice but it does give them places to hide because looking for lifeless shells shambling along a white background of snow is like looking for a grain of flour in a flower in a bag of flour right of all the like nightmarish things we talk about in Shadowrun these the Sheetum seem like top three omega level threats to be honest if enough of them break through to our realm, yes, they would be very threatening. Supposedly, the Sheetum are in Antarctica because they're looking for a portal. Have we talked about this portal? No. The gateway is supposedly a permanently open pathway to the metaplanes. And of course, the Sheetum would hope to find this portal and then adjust it so that it connects to their home plane 
so that more of them could pour in. Ah, so it's like a doorway to a doorway. Yeah. So whether it actually exists, people are looking for it. There are especially corporations that are down here. So there are small little habitats that are set up. And the Sheetum like to raid these habitats for, you guessed it, more bodies. And these Sheetum have grown very um, crafty about it because they'll infiltrate a small camp, kill everyone, and then set off the distress beacons. Oh, no. It makes me think of, uh, is it Day of the Dead? Mm -hmm. Send more cops. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Accurate, yeah. Very accurate. I want to say it was the no I need to no no it's not day of the day. Which one is it? God. Okay, hang on. Hang Night on, I'm gonna dead. figure this out. Nope, it's not the Land of the Dead. Uh it's the one with the tar man. Return of the Living Dead. Mm. That's the one I was trying to think of. Okay. And, I'm and easiest cut it to where you yep. said that and so only had the right that. answer. Nailed it in yes. one. Nailed, Nailed it, it in one. In one. <laughs> Nailed it in one. But yes, very much a return of the living dead scenario. <laughs> Uh, next, we head on over to Africa. Real quick, in, in in relation to the inhospitable thing, is there anything that we know of that's inhospitable for Sheetum? Like, is there anything that they're just like, nah, maybe not for us, because it kind of just seems like nothing bothers them and they'll, they're just right. kind of down for whatever. So mm-hmm. is, is there anything? Nothing has been discovered. Sick. Okay, cool. Sick. Love that. Love that for us. Isn't it great? So Africa... You wouldn't expect to find very many Sheetum here. Well, not true. Not true. Uh, I expect to find lots of Sheetum all over the place now. This is what you've made me a believer of tonight. Stay Izzy. vigilant. <laughs> yeah. The Sheetum are everywhere. Well, think about one of the reasons that they would be attracted to Africa. Easy's probably a Sheetum at this point. Who knows? Oh, geez. I'm a master. It all makes sense. So in Africa, you have to focus on the abundant mass graves of Africa's war zones. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's just a juicy, yummy target for the Sheetum spirit. Yeah. Uh, Africa also lacks a serious force or a united force to be able to deal with the Sheetum problem. So the sheer number of Sheetum still wandering the continent is ridiculous. The only force that seems interested in tackling the Sheetum problem in Africa is the ghoul nation of Azamando. Hey. Ghoul, 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 ghoul. (laughs) Ghoul nigh the Antum Sheetum guy. Right. Ghoul, ghoul, ghoul. Okay, sorry. The, (laughs) The problem is convincing other nations to allow ghoul forces to cross their borders to deal with the threat. This has become quite... Yeah, this okay. has become a quite politically delicate problem. So then, if if a ghoul dies, can a Sheetum possess a ghoul body? Uh, good question. There are some questions science should not answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of them. This uh, is not me... one of them. We need <laughs> to know. <laughs> For the good of all. Because if that's the case, I mean, it feels like the answer to how do we stop Sheetums is send ghouls. Send in the ghouls. Send in the ghouls. The problem being that people don't like ghouls very much. Ghouls are people too easy. 
Ghouls are people too. I know we talked about that. Ghouls rights. Ghouls rights. Ghouls rights. Ghouls rights. Ghouls rights. All right, all right. <laughs> Calm yourselves. Hey, I have a ghoul that works for me now. Okay, I have to. If I'm not the one out here <laughs> trumpeting, who's going to? What a guy. I'm so what proud of you with your forward-looking. That's me, baby. I'm like a um, shark. Hmm, they I'll... can't look back because they don't have necks. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I'm like a shark. If I stop moving, I'll die. <laughs> oh, there's that too, but mostly it's the forward-looking thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, it doesn't look like it. You know, for the listeners gonna... out there, if they know, maybe they can let us know. Huh? I'm gonna lean towards no because uh, I don't know. That's something that I will definitely have to research more into and find out. That was a very good question. But I'm sure there are other lore heads out there. If you do know, please drop us a line. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the problem in Africa. And there is the ghouls that want to take care of it, but they are politically shot down because nobody wants to trust the ghouls. Foolish. I might be biased here, but like... When you measure a ghoul versus a sheetum, mm-hmm. I feel like one of those is way more threatening. Because <laughs> what? If you die around a ghoul, what? It's going to eat you. Ooh, cool. But if you die to a sheetum, then you are sheetum. So wake up, people. Uh, so here's one of the Wake nightmares. up, sheetum pull. Wow. Nice. Woo, got you. their asses. Got them. Good job. <laughs> All right, let's hop on back over to Northern Cal Free State. Now, the nation of Cal Free is only about the size it was when North America broke up, and they're down two major cities. <laughs> they seem to just be getting picked apart piece by piece. And uh, another piece that they may be losing is land north of Redding all the way to the former California state line, which is where they were originally battling against the tier. And what happens when you have two warring countries next to each other? What do you get? You get corpses. What are these corpses going to attract? Sheetum. Not a great look. Nope. And uh, the Sheetum are gathering here in this area because they want something from Mount Shasta. Nobody knows exactly what it is, but that is Hestabee's lair is Mount Shasta. So you have a dragon kind of keeping them at bay. Hey. Whoa. Is there a record of a Sheetum dragon? No, there is not. Whew. Okay. That would be terrifying. Oh, that would God. be absolutely Dude, awful. Uncle Zahn comes back as a zombie Sheetum dragon. How what dare a you? nightmare. How dare you need to stop. I, I'm saying that stop. this is something you got to be aware of, people. First of all, Uncle Zahn, not dead. So take that and, wow. <laughs> and shove it in your mysterious forces. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh huh. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, so now the big question. What is it that the Sheetum want? Why are they here? Uh, bodies, I imagine. Make more Sheetum. That seems like they're yeah. more operandi for every place they've been to. Yeah. Besides the bodies, the true oh. desires of the Sheetum are still very much unknown. What's the deal with Sheetum? <laughs> no, but seriously, what the hell do they want, man? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a show about Cheatums. So (laughs) several of the open hypotheses about what the Cheatum are after focus on an invasion of some kind. Uh No. The idea that the Cheatum are here to take over and enslave isn't quite ridiculous enough, but it isn't strongly supported. Uh huh. So you're saying that it's an and efforts. It's an invasion of of a of body snatchers of sorts is what you're getting at. <laughs> well, not entirely. I mean, they inhabit the dead, so enslaving us doesn't really track. And nowhere in their communities or enclaves where they crop up are there any kind of just human slaves. Everybody's a shell that's inhabited by a sheetum. Right, and it doesn't seem like they're actively trying to, like, genocide humanity for the sake right. of Cheatums as well. Yeah, they've taken bodies. Uh-huh. They don't seem to be placing themselves in positions of control or power. Like mm-hmm. you don't have them trying to run these gambits, especially as Master Sheetum, to you know run for office or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the one leading the new Islamic Jihad, but that's a Master Sheetum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next speculation is that the Sheetum that are here currently is some kind of advanced force. And the oh, inve- no. and the rest of the invading force was cut off when Ghostwalker closed the rift. My man. Uh, some people think that they are working to maniform our plane in order to make it suitable for more of their kind. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay, so is the idea that the vessels that they're taking over are strictly because their bodies can inhabit our plane. Mm-hmm. And so if they make it inhospitable, that means that the Sheetum can actually be here. Like actually exist openly, yeah. not just in the astral. Yes. That is a nightmare. That is what mana form means. Sick. Think of it like terraforming. But mana. Mm-hmm. For spirits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Sick. Uh, another hypothesis that's not very well supported is the idea that the Sheetum are actually here mana mining. They're siphoning off ambient mana little bits at a time and trying to send it back to their native metaplane. Of course, there's no depleted mana in the regions that they are dominantly in to kind of support this idea. The early studies of the Sheetum show a disconnect between them and their native metaplane. So the idea that they are refugees is one that is widely accepted. It was discovered very early on that the Shedom have no ability to return to their native metaplane of their own volition. They'll only get sent back there if banished. So they don't operate like our native plane spirits where they could just come back. Also with them having poured through the rift when Ghostwalker came through as if they were escaping something helps support this hypothesis. Now, what are the stranded Sheetum doing here? Nearly every group of Sheetum is looking for artifacts and other arcane items, presumably something that might allow them to summon more of their kind or to possibly open another rift to reestablish their connection with their native metaplane. What makes this kind of interesting is that Master Sheetum are not above hiring runner teams to raid these types of places and acquire the artifacts and bring them back to them. Interesting. 
you got to pay like a pretty penny, I think, to encourage a group of mercenaries to work for what's essentially like a world killing species. <laughs> well, I assume most of the time they don't know that they're working mm -hmm. for Sheetums. Exactly. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless you have a mage with you that mm -hmm. can check the astral to see that it's a Sheetum. But uh -huh. like, from, 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 what it, from yeah. what it seems like, and I could be mistaken on this easy, so let me know. Mm -hmm. But it kind of feels like magic users aren't super common as shadow runners. Not a whole lot, no, because a lot of them will be offered very sweet contracts working for mega corporations. Mm -hmm. They get picked up quick. They do get picked up and researched quick. Yeah, so either working for mega corps or going into like magic medicine or like magical mm -hmm. study fields yes like it it, it feels like higher like, education yeah it kind of feels like shadow runners don't have a lot of magic users generally generally not a lot yeah which is why it makes it funnier when i give dsb shit all the time for mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can get another one of you the... around the corner yeah because that is definitely not the case, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him that, though. Don't let him yeah, know. Yeah, we, we can't let him know his word. It'll go to his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, getting runners to do it for you is uh, easier. And then if the runners die in the process, that's just more sheetums, you know? It seems well, like yeah. a win-win. Well, even when the runners come back to return the goods and complete the job the yeah. master sheetum has the nasty tendency of trying to quote bring them into the fold yeah thank you for your work gunshot gunshot, gunshot. <laughs> look at that welcome to the team welcome to the team oh geez very true so not everything is bleak for the uh the sheetum being in our world there are forces that are working against them there are two dragons one of them is Arlesh. Oh. I know. And the other is Hestaby. Both of them are making uh, actual moves against the Sheetum spirits. What does that entail? Uh, stopping them from collecting magical artifacts, keeping them out of powerful magical sites. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That seems like a pretty good plan. Pretty much chasing them off their territory. But then you have other magical organizations that are working to eradicate them as well. The two prominent magical societies that are fighting against the Sheetum infestation of our world is the Dark Brotherhood and the Order of St. Sylvester. The Dark Brotherhood? Yes. How? What have we talked about these guys? Uh, we have not yet, but the, oh. the Dark Brotherhood is focused on fighting this extra, extra planar menace. They don't have very many members, but they make up for that with their surgical precision strikes. And the members of the Dark Brotherhood boast that they have never lost a brother in battle against the Sheetum. How do you go about doing that? Well, you probably hire a bunch of mooks. That's exactly what a Sheetum would tell you to make you oh. think that they're not Sheetum. Oh my god. So true. So true. Most people would not expect a Catholic religious order seeking out to destroy the extra planar evils because the Catholic Church gets kind of a bad rap in the sixth world. 
What? Huh? But the, the order against the church. Anyway. <laughs> well, there's the order of Saint Sylvester who uh they don't um they don't like ghouls. Ghouls are an abomination and they want to eradicate them. So, of course, uh, the dead rising, they would be interested in getting rid of that as well. Not a fan of early 360-era Capcom then, huh? <laughs> no. Uh, the, they're dedicated to rooting out the problem, and the way that they go about it is they get a little old-fashioned Wrath of God vengeance on the Sheetum. Power of Christ compels? Uh, yes, their usual modus operandi is to capture a single Sheetum, perform an exorcism, and then destroy the released spirit before it can find a new home. Oh, is that different from a banishment? Uh, exorcism and banishment are, uh, are about the same. An exorcism is just a religious banishment. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. It's just slow goings because they're eliminating them one at a time. Mm. Now, of course, you know that the mega corporations aren't just going to stand by and allow Sheetum to run rampant over their stock uh, of the world and the, their own corporate livestock, you know? Right. So the large arcane-focused organizations have brought their weight to bear against the Sheetum, and this includes the Draco Foundation, the Astral Space Prevention Society, or Preservation Society, and the Atlantean Foundation. All three okay, so of... We got a couple organizations helping out. Yes. The Draco Foundation is uh, trying to lure Sheetum to them with the promise of artifacts and then trap and destroy them. The Astral Space Preservation Society sees the Sheetum as an astral menace, that they don't belong on this plane. And so they are using all of their magical resources that they have at their disposal to banish them wherever they find them. And, and are these like uh, front-facing organizations or is it mm -hmm. like, okay. Well, Draco Foundation. Oh yeah, true, huh? Mm-hmm. So they're the ones saying to stay vigilant. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Atlanteans are a slightly different story, and they don't have a direct connection to the Sheetum issue, yet they are spending billions of New Yen to thwart them. I mean, hey, you do your part. The focus for the Atlantean Foundation versus the Sheetum is containment and elimination. They want to push Sheetum into the open and break up their operations and their bases of operation. It sounds like like the equivalent of demon slayers or like just about a militarized exorcists. Right. The Atlantean Foundation, their mystic crusaders are heralded as some of the best in the world at fighting the Sheetum. Are there any like um, go to items, you know, like if we're thinking like demon hunting, like like a cross, holy water. Is there a Sheetum spray to spray in someone's face? And I'm like, ah! No, there's not a, a Sheetum spray. <laughs> there's this. Uh, I know, very, anti, very like, unfortunate. Like Anti-Sheetum bullets? Like... No, no anti-Sheetum bullets. Sorry. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think of what kind of training you would do other than like, hey, this is what they look like. But like, how many of them are normie people trying to kill Sheetum? 
I want to know about the Brotherhood. <laughs> well, they, they'll hire Norbies, probably, to uh, be cannon fodder while they fight the oh. Sheetum. So I can give you a brief description of what the Sheetum actually looks like in the Astral. I have the description. Assuming they don't have like uh, the whatever cloaking they have to make it look normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, what, paint me that word picture. The astral form of the Sheetum is similar to a spectral jellyfish. I feel like we talked about this. Did we yeah. talk about this? Yeah, I said that they were kind of like bloopers. So. Oh, yeah. Kind of cute. The form hides completely inside the physical form of a host shell unless it's using its energy drain ability. And when it does that, it looks like the jellyfish tentacles are slipping out and pulsing with energy once they make contact with the victim's aura. Being able to spot the Sheetum with a sensing is mixed, seeing that the actual spirit inside the host is nearly impossible, but the host form looks like a gray ghost of a metahuman form on the astral. A host being like the the person, the normal what person. Yeah, what they're inhabiting, the the shell. Okay, so if you're looking at a person, their shell is just like, or their their body is just like gray. Or are you saying that this is what it looks like when someone's possessed? Uh, it, on the astral, it looks. Oh, like, on the astral. Yeah, it looks like their their spirit is just they're like a gray blob. Mm. And of course, if you try to peer too closely into the body, the Sheetum spirit will engage you in astral combat. Oh, okay. They can very much tell if you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's your extra information. Uh, Sheetum are not limited in their skills. They can learn new skills, and they aren't beyond using modern technology to defend themselves or find food. Being able to fire guns is common. They often use uh, weapons that are loaded with gel or taser shock rounds. To incapacitate so they can feed off your energy. Oh, that's messed up. They want you alive. It's when you taste the freshest. It is when you taste the freshest. Oh, no. So how do you get rid of them? There are two methods to destroy the Sheetum. Severing a Sheetum from its host form occurs in one of two ways. You either kill the body or you banish the spirit. Killing the body is difficult, as all damage inflicted on the sheet of inhabiting the body goes directly to the body first. Even mana spells. Oh, so you, you really have to kill someone to do the like leftover damage, I suppose, to... Uh... Yes, yes. Eesh, rough. You have to successfully do enough physical damage to the body and overcome the spirit regeneration to force it out of the shell. Once you, you have like kind of overkill the host sounds like yes, like blow off the limbs, de- desiccate the whole body, put it on fire, you know, everything. Okay. Until it's ashes on the ground, assume that you're not done. Uh, once you have forced the Sheetum out of the shell, you have to engage it in astral combat before it flees to try and inhabit a new shell and how much harder are they to fight in the astral well it's like fighting any spirit in the astral okay so they're not like a more powerful no they're not more powerful in the astral they're still spirits and once you defeat them in astral combat then they just fade away into nothing 
Okay, so I, if if I'm thinking about it correctly, it's not that they're superior, powerful spirits. It's just that they're really resilient because they can just take on a new host, or they're just you know they're harder to kill, I suppose. True. Okay, just wasn't sure. <laughs> Plus, with this being all lore all the time, I do have an answer for why they're here, and this is listed in the the GM section of going over. Uh, the aspects of the spirit so what is their purpose on earth super simple wipe out all the life forms wipe out all the forms of life why because they want to that that is yeah less, that's less competition fewer things hunting them total top of the food chain subtle nuanced uh, they also enjoy breaking things their methods can be unpredictable and a species with their lust for destruction is not comprehensible to most people. So they're big fans of Limp Biscuit, is what I'm hearing. Uh yes, they in, they definitely enjoy give me something to break. That's good. That's good. They're actually drawn to new metal. And you know, the body that they're in dies, baby. Just keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Uh, Throw your tentacles up. (laughs) (laughs) Throw your tents up. Bring it up. (laughs) Sheet them flavored water. Oh my God. Chocolate sheet (laughs) Chocolate sheet is a great name. And astro flavored water. Astro flavored water. I was gonna say chocolate sheet them in the corpse flavored water. Oh my god! <laughs> Time we start a metal cover band of uh, Limp Biscuit, but it's all based in Shadowrun. <laughs> my god! Yeah, truly really... fantastic. So the last little bit I have for you, uh, I can give you the different types of. Uh, of Sheetum that there are other than just the master Sheetum who serves as kind of like the general or the director for the actions of the other Sheetum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have the hoppers. Hoppers jump from shell to shell to travel long distances to save themselves or just to mess with people's heads. They are dangerous because they need forms in range to hop into and they have been known to create their own stores of hosts. So they just leap from one host to another, never staying in one body for very long. Then you have the Unbreakables. Master Sheetum love to keep a few of these close at hand in case of trouble. They are great bodyguards, but can also be used as an effective terror tool. A single skilled Unbreakable Sheetum can wreak havoc on a small town or equivalent area. These are the Tank Sheetum. Uh, yes, they are the tank sheet of, they can in fact almost handle a shot from a tank almost almost and then finally you have the horror shows the horror show is what happens when a master sheetum learns all the rituals and has time to use them horror shows tend to be smarter than others of their kind and they will slowly sow fear into the local populace allowing a master sheetum to come in and use the distorted background count of the area to their advantage. So there you go. 
there are your different types of Sheedam. You have just the regular run-of-the-mill Sheedam spirit, the master Sheedams, the hoppers, the unbreakables, and the horror shows. Lovely. Which are so clearly many the worst of the bunch. So many flavors of Sheedam. So mm-hmm. many. Now, I do have my random pedantic question of the episode because I was thinking about this earlier. And ready, hit me. All right, what do you, what <clears throat> what fast food restaurant slogan best represents Sheetums? Because I have mine. My answer would be Subway, which is eat fresh. <laughs> I was gonna say um, Burger King. Have it your way. Have it your way. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um. Oh, crud. What is it? Uh, we have the meat. <laughs> Arby's? <laughs> we have the Once meat. again, you know what? applicable. That's a good one. I'll give that it That is in. a good one. My, my, my runner-up was Olive Garden. When you're when here, you're your family. family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, actually. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like Arby's, good. though. I think Arby's might be the winner. Really <laughs> very good. Hey, man, I, I, I was going to go for the uh, have it your way, but that was just the first one that came to mind. No, those those were all very good. Yes. These are the important questions, you know. Lore, lore is lore, questions. and we love the lore. But we also want to know, you know, what would they do for a, what is it, Klondike Bar? Yeah, what would they do for a Klondike bar? What you would know? they do for a Klondike bar? Speaking of how much we love the lore, we actually got a comment in regards to that real quick, easy, if you'd like to field this. Uh, we had a, a comment from Aod? 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 You know what? I'm going to go with Aod. Uh, okay. Uh, who said in regards to uh, our episodes here uh, that he is shocked at how much uh, you know uh, and wants to know, do you research the things that we talk about beforehand and keep notes, or uh, is this all just off the top of your dome every episode that we do, like some type of Encyclopedia Day Shadowrun? <laughs> uh, well, as much as I would love to just say that I am in an encyclopedic font of knowledge for Shadowrun. Then, then do it. You just are. say it. No, no, it's no, fine. Just gonna, say it. no, I'm going to be honest. On the record. I 100% do a lot of research beforehand. Uh, I'll pick the, the topics that I think are going to be interesting, that I feel like have uh, good, juicy lore bits that the community would enjoy. And I do the research and really dive down into as much as I can. I have a lot of books to look through. I have a lot of PDFs to look through. Um, and I pull out the important stuff. I'll, I'll make little notes for myself that I have, and I try to put that into a uh, cohesive thought process as best as I can <laughs> and then deliver it to you guys. Obviously, uh, you don't see it, you don't hear it, but there is some lovely editing that takes place. <laughs> what do you mean? We do this all in one sitting. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah one, sing, this is one single take. take. Single Doing take. it live. Doing it live to tape. Frag it, we're doing it live. Exactly. <laughs> so that that is the answer. Yes, I I do do extensive research uh, beforehand uh, as much as I can to be able to give you guys all this lore. And we appreciate it on our end. Hell yeah. I hope so. It's 
it's pretty daunting. There's there's lots to go through. <laughs> now, outside of the lore that you prepare for, if somebody, say, had a question that they wanted to ask specifically in regards to the Sixth World or Shadowrun lore itself, uh, what would be a good way for them to do so? Well, you could keep on listening to our lore podcasts to uh, to get answers to some of those questions, or... You could feel free to come on over and join our Discord, where you'll be able to actually interact with us. I know, members from the show, you can ask your questions. Even better, though, even better. If you join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash critical underscore hits for just five lovely New Yen a month, you get a peek behind the scenes. You get updates on all of our upcoming goodies, like new artwork that we're working on or new things for both Shadow Running on Empty and our Sinless show that we're doing. You also get shouted out at the end of every episode of our Sinless show. And we are into uh, production on season two. Yay. But there's also a segment just for our patrons from our Shadowrun Empty Lore podcast, which we call Worm Talk, where we actually take in all of your questions that you submit, and we will go through and answer every one of them. So those are your fantastic options that you have to be able to participate in our community and field any kind of question that you might have about the sixth world. And episode of episode two of Worm Talk will be being recorded soon. So if you want yes, to make sure will. that you've got anything you want to get in before that, if you gotta know the answers now, there's never been a better time. This to join is... the fantastic Patreon. Yes, this is the time to jump in, get those burning six world questions answered. I have a plug for the our show here because speaking of upcoming soon speaking of the six world what? speaking of season two of sinless whoa uh edit this if you need to because i'm i have the dates here for those interested in the upcoming season two the official start we have here is and i'm going to space this out april 17th you're going to get our first episode of sinless season two but that's not all there are a couple of changes in our good old roster for our gang, and you can get our good old episode zero on April 10th. So keep an eye out. Spread the Ooh. word. Excitement, excitement across the board. Well, guys. I play in this game, and I haven't even seen episode zero yet. Whoa. Hey, I haven't seen episode one. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, geez. Well, you know what, listeners, you'll have the opportunity to both hear and listen to episodes zero and one as and soon as the they release. Ones. What do you know? How about that? Once again, I would like to reach out and uh, thank all of our listeners for joining us on this lovely lore jaunt this evening. I thank my co-hosts as well for being part of this ride and offering up some very interesting questions. I think we are going to wrap it up for this evening. And as always, you guys, we will see you on the next one. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials used in connection with the game Shadowrun. 
The Tops Company Inc. is granted permission to critical hits to use such names, logos, artwork, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with critical hits in any official capacity whatsoever.